Boo! Welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. We're going. We're going. It's going, Griffin. Griffin! What? <laughs> God, you awoke a dark <laughs> reflex in me. <laughs> Uh, what was the last time you heard someone do that, Griff? Um, I mean, Cat does it occasionally. Um, but yeah. To, um, hi everyone, welcome to the show. I'm yeah. Welcome to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal <laughs> Pet Shop. I'm Zach. I'm Griffin, and here's this terrible story. Um, my old roommate uh, was a let's call him a Snapchat aficionado. He he yeah loved that. Love that snap. He, it was, he treated Snapchat like Vine, basically, where he would create small little self-contained stories on Snapchat. On his and, story. Yeah, on his story. And he was he was my roommate for a while and would always sh- start off... It started off with me, but it's extended now to... It extended to every other person in his life, where he would start a Snapchat, point his phone at me and go, Griffin! And I would reply with, what? And... You, yeah, you, something awoke. Like, it was just an immediate reaction. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. I'm very glad that we uh, oh got God. that in the can for the fantastic people at home. Yeah. Hey, I, I blew out my mic, too, in doing that. Um, actually, yeah, I another... get you a new microphone. It's toast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we actually aren't recording right now. Um, I actually have another story on that, on that regard. Okay, go um, for it, my man. Um, this was when I was working at the Cookie Mines. Yes. Cookie Factory? Sure. The Cookie Mines, um, yeah, it's whatever. And do you remember the movie Holes? Digging up them holes, digging. Digging it. Digging up um, them holes. And holes. it's in with friend of the show, Dulé Hill. Yeah. Uh, and it was that. in mm-hmm, it was in one of the flashback scenes where the, the, the young girl's digging holes, and she says, I'm tired of this, Grandpa. <laughs> and the Grandpa just shouts like, oh, that's too damn bad. Um, Keep digging. <laughs> I hadn't thought of holes for probably at least a calendar year. And one of my coworkers, and we were, we were sitting around. It was a, sh- a night shift that I shouldn't have been working in the first place because I was covering somebody. I, I, we were just bored and tired. And... She just kind of gets up and get, just out of nowhere says, I'm tired of this, Grandpa. And my brain, in the same way, snapped to it, and I just shouted, Alas, too damn bad! I shouted Keep at her. It just, it just came out of nowhere. Oh, that's glorious. Uh, oh, man. My brain is a weird place to be sometimes. Yeah. Oh, man. I have been just... I don't know if it's little patience or just, like, have gotten, like, this summer have just become very comfortable with just being utterly real with some teenagers. Or, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, they'll just ask me a dumb question, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what is this question right now? Like, you've gone to this camp for the last six years. You know what's expected of you, child. 
Is this in Cardboard Land? This is Cardboard Camp, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, kids uh, kids be dumb. Yeah. Or they be or they be smart and try to pull that, I don't know if this counselor knows this thing, so uh. I'm going to try to uh, get away with something. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you tiny little ingrates. <laughs> Cut that shit out, tiny child. Oh, these tiny children. I, I'm bigger than you, therefore I'm in charge. Yeah, no, it was really funny. Today, I got uh, um, uh, outnumbered three to one. Oh. Um, yes, in a game that we call Killmeister. Um, okay. And so it's me and my one sword versus, like, three kids with, like, shields and stuff. Oof. Yes, to, to give you some insight into this, the camp I currently work at, friends, um, I work at a camp where kids show up and we make swords and armor from cardboard and bamboo and masking tape and then we fight with them. Yeah. I don't know how we're still open. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's not necessarily a safe camp. Oh. Anyway, we have this rule, um, which is a part of our, our safe sword tag rules, which is to mm-hmm. tap and not to swing. Like, you don't swing right. at people. You just come in and, and give them a nice tap. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but when you're outnumbered three to one, you kind of have to move real quick because right. there's lots of swords coming at you. And they're like, hey, right. tap, don't swing. I'm like, yuck. If you're going to triple team someone, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's like you know, ca- uh, cornering a wild animal. You can't right. cor- uh, corner a wild animal and then be upset when it bites you. You're going to get got. You're going to get got. So I was moving very quick. And I kill. I got one of them, and it was mm-hmm. real fast. Like I came at him real quick, and, and yeah. gave him a bit of a smack. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Sorry, that's what you get when you let your heart win." Whoa, whoa, oh, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was today. Just uh, nice. It, it is very nice. I get to murk kids a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that time that we ended up in the paper? Uh, we did from from sword yes, fighting. Yes, friends at home. Um, Griff got for I think your birthday. You got some very it nice was, like LARP swords. Uh, it was Christmas. I think. Yeah, some very but nice yeah. like short swords. You know, made of mm-hmm. foam. And one good day, LARP swords. It good was, quality LARP yeah, swords. Yeah, it was you know mid spring, and mm-hmm. you know we had been cooped up all winter, and we're like, hey. You know, let's go get some exercise. Let's go fight each other with some yeah. swords. So we, we went out to a park where, like, our, uh, like a, there's, like, a soccer field at the very back where we used to go to play soccer. Uh, and, yeah, we were just kind of sword fighting in a field. And a dude starts walking towards us. He's like, hey. What I'm are you doing? He's like, first he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just fighting students of sword fighting. Yeah. And he was saying, like, I'm with the paper. I was going around. I was driving around looking for interesting things to like to like you know start a spring activities. Do you guys mind if I take your picture? Take some. Pictures. So we just yeah. So we was like just do your thing, and uh, there's a really there was a really good shot in the paper of Zach like in the air, sword full above his head. You can see the back of my head. Yeah, so, you know, I got that going for me. Yeah, I was uh, leaping. <laughs> it, it was very uh, triumphant. I will yeah. say. The point I will give him is that, that reporter, is that he got both of our names spelled right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was very nice. My, I, I got into the paper once freshman year of college. Um, I was climbing the rock wall at our, in our, at our college campus, and mm-hmm. someone put my name in the paper as Zach Ross. And I was like, Oof. I was like, that's not my name. How do, how do you get from Rob to Ross? I wrote you- B's. 
<laughs> oh man, those were some that was some quality story time, I think. There we go. Um, but y'all ain't here for story time. I mean, you might be, but we're here to sell you creatures. on some creatures. Yes, yes. Now we're gonna get started on some fantastic ones. Uh, we want to highlight. Uh, um, you know, last time we spent a lot of time in a uh, Oval's uh, manual mm. of. I forgot what we called it. Mail um, of, of critters. critters. Yes. Yeah. Or Oval's very good book. Um, I, <laughs> I kept calling it that, yeah. And today um, we're, we're bopping back to another classic, which is, of course, yeah. Mord's Book of Friends. Yeah. No, wait. Oh. Yeah. Actually, yes, Mord's Book of Friends. And actually, I for, we forgot, um, need to discuss the results of the poll. Oh, yes. Of the, the wacky the, weekly Would You Rather. Yes, most F. Um, we asked you all on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast of the four terrible portions of last week's highlight, the Lucrata. What terrible part would you adhere to your body? Yes. The options were a giant badger head, an evil human brain that makes you like, which makes you love and uh, torturing and eating people. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Deer legs, uh, or a giant hyena body. And have you have you seen the results, Zach? I have not. I have not seen what do you, them. What do you think is the winner? Deer legs. I think that's it is what, deer is legs. Is it deer legs? Yes. yes. Uh, between uh, yeah, deer legs has a collective fifty percent of the vote. Yeah. Um, with a fairly even split between the rest. My vote for giant hyena body is dead last, as is tradition. There we uh, go. <laughs> I mean, with deer legs, you're like the closest thing to like a fawn or a satyr. Like, yeah, deer, no, no, deer legs tracks. Um, Unless your your upper arms are also deer legs, <gasps> do you or do you have the, all four deer legs, or do you become no. like a like a like a a deer centaur? Ooh, gross! <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> gross! Um, at any rate, uh, the deer legs won the day, and um, as part of this, everyone who voted for the winning results immediately has that spliced onto their body. So congratulations, you handful of people that voted for that. You've got some deer legs coming your way. Deer legs. Whoop, 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 whoop. Amazing. Woo-hoo. Wonderful. Right. So, yes, so, Mord's Book of Friends. That's where we're at. Mord's Book of Friends. Uh, and we are going to kick things off today with a curious little fella. Uh, we're going to talk about gray renders. A gray render. Is that like when someone is doing a like a, a 3D model render into some video but in the in grayscale. Um it's more of like they are their their kind of flesh is gray, like a mottled gray, and they got these big claws that they open you up with. Is, like this, the, is this the person doing the the rendering of the video? They're all, they're also gray? No. Oh. No. They're they're rending like your body. Oh, that also makes that also makes sense. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure if you made like an old timey movie of someone doing some like photo rendering, they would too be a gray render. There we go. Mm-hmm. Ren- renderer, renderer. That's fair. Renderer. Well, also same like, Okay, continue. You can. Yeah, you can. Continue. <laughs> uh, gray renders are interesting. They're they're like a, a really curious kind of creature. Um, they are considered large. They have four limbs you know they're not necessarily bipedal but uh the image in mord's book of friends has them kind of standing on their hind legs but they're they're they walk on four sometimes 
Um, they are just a kind of big, muscular, gray creature. No notable features across the body, aside from the gray skin and the large muscles, musculature. Their head is where things get a little interesting. Uh, there are six eyes, kind of on the side of the skull, that appear to be kind of yellow and pupilless. And then a large, vertically opening mouth. Maw. Maw. I guess most mouths open vertically. Yeah. Traditionally. But ah. maw, I feel like, is a good description. Yeah, it's it's very large. It's kind of like the size of its entire head. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> um, and it's got a, just, just a bunch of large teeth. They don't necessarily... Here's the... The kind of terrifying thing is, like, we see a lot of creatures in here with, like, razor-sharp fangs. These teeth look more like crunching teeth. Yeah. Not like slicing teeth. Yes. They are, frankly, not the most interesting thing to look at. There's not a lot of, like, visual features going on here. But they are... The the first line in Mord's Book of Friends really hits the nail on the head. It says, A curious impulse drives the Grey Render. Despite its hulking form and terrible appetite, it wants most of all to bond with an intelligent creature, and once bonded, give its life to protect that creature. Oh, well that's yeah. nice. The weird part comes, uh, comes in where uh, once the bond is made... Renders are still inherently very chaotic creatures. Uh, it says in a battle, a render will fight with all of its savagery uh, and never willingly harm its master. But outside of battle, a gray render might present considerable difficulty for its render for its master's associates. It might follow its master even after being told to stay put, destroy its master's house, burrow holes in the side of a ship, kill horses, attack when it feels jealous, and more. <laughs> Oh. So they're so in battle they are a steadfast ally and companion and outside of battle they're a miserable little shit. <laughs> are they little? No. Okay, so a miserable large shit. Oh, okay. They big. They they large. So that makes it a a a a, a much more uh daunting task cuz you said yes. little so I thought it was like a little guy. <laughs> Oh no! Who's gonna big. fight? Really, it's like like it's whose battle prowess far exceeds its size. <laughs> no, they no. are pretty sizable dudes. They're very strong, very hardy, uh, and they can they can they will they will go into a, a, a furious rampage when their master is attacked. Uh, they can just kind of slam people to the ground with their hulking form. They are pretty intimidating up front. Hulking but, Form's a new band name, by the way. Ooh, Hulking Form. Uh, but, like, yeah, outside of battle, they can just be... It's it's the, mm, I don't really feel like it mentality. But as soon as there's danger, they snap into it. Yeah, whatever, whatever. I do what I want. <laughs> I think that's um, South Park, maybe? I, I would have no I would have no way of knowing. Oh. I'm not a, I'm not a weird, South Parker. Weirdness. Um, yeah. So, yes, I have. I'm half disappointed now, because from I when you uh, uh, I have this image of just this savage little creature, (laughs) (laughs) just tearing through a battlefield and just messing everyone up, and they're like being like, I don't want to do stuff afterwards. (laughs) 
And now that it's this huge thing, it just changes my entire perception of the creature itself. It, but it's kind of the reversal, because I feel like in battle, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's what I expect this thing yeah. to do based on kind of its entire kind of setup. But the fact that this gigantic, lumbering mass of muscle is just a brat. Beca- becomes <laughs> just a fussy toddler. Yes, exactly. Uh, there are there are some, some examples of different quirks that Grey Renders can be known to have. For example, some of them are fine, like uh, like likes to snuggle or howls when it rains. Others are things like uh, roars loudly when its bonded creature is touched by another creature. And perhaps the most terrible of them all has terrific and eye-watering flatulence. That's a very good descriptor. My goodness. Terrific and eye-watering flatulence. (laughs) Terrific. And (laughs) eye-watering. It's... Dope ass farts. <laughs> yeah, they're very good, but also you're gonna cry. Yeah. Sorry, friend. Wow. So, Grey Grey are, are they're bizarre. They're they're an, an interesting sort of thing, and they're uh, they're they're rare. They're they're pretty solitary in their kind of uh, discovery, um, and they reproduce in a weird way as well. They reproduce by budding. Oh, uh, they reproduce by forming nodules on their body that, upon reaching maturity, break off to begin life as young gray renders. Huh. And it says the monstrosities feel no ob. It's, okay, monstrosities is a little rude. More, yeah. if, if I gotta Jeez. say, um, gray renders feel no obligation to their young, and they have no inclination to gather with others of their kind. Huh, so yeah, definitely solitary, and then they they drop you some young ones, and they're just like, get the, get the fuck out of here. But, and all the Grey Render, a Grey Render wants is a buddy. Yeah. That's literally all they want. But it's like, you had buddies right there. They budded off of you. And well, then it's... you don't want to hang out with them. <laughs> it says it wants to bond with an intelligent creature, and Grey Renders is not terribly smart. That's, that's fair. Yeah. But, they're... They're bizarre. If you ever come across one, like, in the wild, you know, just be cautious. Unless it's bonded to some... If it, if it is bonded to somebody else, be cautious. But you can always try... Just be cautious at you. all times around a gray render, is what yeah, you're saying. Um, unless it chooses you. Human, I choose you. Otherwise, be careful. Because they will I wanna fuck your shit up. I want to see an Airbud-style film. Where like oh, someone is like walking Zach around, Bob. and this gray render shows up, and it's just like, "You, you're my friend now." And the person's like, "Get the hell away from me!" But then at the end of the movie, that they they form a bond, and it's yeah. nice. Zach Rob, you've cracked the code. I've cracked the code because I'm looking at this thing, this this quadrupedal creature that can stand on its hind legs, and I can very clearly in that picture see it dribbling a basketball. Well, it's kind of got <laughs> like a little opposable thumb too. I know. <laughs> do-ka, 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 it, do-ka. This thing, this thing, absolutely can play basketball. Imagine it in a jersey. Oh. <laughs> Very fucking good, like a purple and gold. Oh, most jersey. definitely. Like the the Bemidji, uh, the, the okay. What's the what's a sports team in Bemidji? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't spend too much time down there. Bemidji sports teams. We're doing this live. Are they, are they the pioneers? The, 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 there's the Bemidji Axemen. Oh. 
Well, that's quite the name. There's the Bemidji State Beavers. That's oh yes, I I, I have heard of the Beavs. Those are that is hockey. There you go. The Axemen are football. Yeah, the Axemen is a good name for a sports team, though. Yeah, and it's choppa, like choppa, a, choppa, choppa. the logo. The logo is like a big bearded man with an axe wearing a flannel. <laughs> it's just good. Paul Bunyan. It's just Paul Bunyan. Is Babe there? Babe is not in the photo. Uh, unless well, that... the unless the football. Unless Babe is disguised as a football. Oh man! But we have. Uh, is it too on the nose to call this? To just flip the gray around and call this creature Gary? No. Or can we do better? I think we could do better. We could name one Gertrude. All right. So we have. Oh God. We have you and I. You and I are the coaches for this dimension's Bemidji Axemen. We have All Star. All-star gray render team, Gary and Gertrude Render. (laughs) Oh my god. As a power forward and another basketball position. Um, Point guard? Sure. That's a basketball... Yeah, that's one. (sighs) Nailed it. Dunker. Slam dunker. Um, Um, The uh, hoops person. The hoopsman. The hoopsman. (laughs) You've got a hoopsman. And a dunker. And, 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 and a slam a jamma. And the, the, the good old slam a jamma, and then the Rudy Tootie Shooty. Um, mm-hmm. And the person that goes, Oh! I think that's just an audience member. That, how did they get on the team? <laughs> <laughs> they were just well, wearing the other, a very convincing jersey. <laughs> well, the other two members of the team are gray renders, so I think that, that they can afford an audience member to, to kind of balance things out. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, uh, air gray renders uh, in in stores now. Yeah, um, it, it was direct to direct to uh, DVD, sadly, <laughs> which was pretty sad. But air hey, render, what are you gonna do? Yes, air render, <laughs> air render. God, air render sounds really badass, though. Yeah. <laughs> who who would we cast as that really mean clown, though? Really mean clown? Yeah, an airbud. I don't yeah. remember a clown. Yeah, no, the the clown was uh, the Airbud. The reason he knows how to bounce um, a ball into the air is because he oh. worked with a clown who was really abusive, and then he got away. And what's his face? The the annoying kid found him, and then the clown saw him shooting balls, and he's like, "Oh, that's my dog. I want my dog back." Mm-hmm. And there was a whole thing, but then the dog got away again. Um, and then and then the kid's like, wait, we can't do this. And he's like, get out of here. Did you see I don't want you anymore? And then the dog's like, oh, man. Um, but then the dog comes back and helps him win the big game. And that's the plot of Air Bud. Um, Willem Dafoe. Ooh, that would be a good one. That would be very good. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. You think we could get Willem? <laughs> I think we could get Willem. I think we can get uh, good old Will Defoe. Good old Mr. Defoe. He was yeah. Green Goblin after all. I, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking in mind. I had to Google what the fuck that actor's name was because I was like, "Ooh, I'm picturing I'm picturing Green Goblin from the Sam Raimi." Spider-Mans. Oh, it's Willem Defoe. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Oh I'm man, amazing. So Gray Renders. That's that's Gray Renders, and that gray was a renders. very good spoof. I'm satisfied with that. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, We've got some. We've got some uh, currently unbonded gray renders uh, in the shop. It's kind of sad. We do need to kind of stay, keep our distance, just so that they don't like bond to yeah. us. 
We have some we have some constructs, some uh, some uh, unseen servants go and take them there, their food, and give them baths and things like that. Yes. and they're just frankly very confused by the whole situation. Yeah, they are. But you know, we it, it's that's kind of part of the thing is that you yeah until uh, they're ready, you can't really uh yep 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 so interact too much. Um, yes. So get some gray renders. Come get some gray renders, guys. Um, let's scoot on over to that next creature. A squeep. A squeep. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is not a squeep. Um, no, it is. Is a squeep a thing? I have no idea. Squeeps. It is now. Squeeps. That's kind of what I was yeah. looking for. Uh, the next one is uh, it's called a steel predator. A steel predator. Which, it, as its name would suggest, is a predator made of, oh, I don't know if it's steel, but they're definitely metallic. It is a construct of sorts. Um, Alien versus Steel Predator. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. Nice. Got to get that one. We got to figure out how to cast that movie in now. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. No, but uh, uh, Steel Predators are actually made by Modrons, which are a form of intelligent uh, constructs as well. Um, Modrons are fucking weird. Modrons are weird. There's I'm a, sorry if there's any Modrons listening. But. Yes. There's a particular Hexton Modron um, that uh, whipped uh, 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 Steel Predators into existence um, over in the the, uh, the plane of, was it Mechanus or Mechanus? I don't know how. It, it's spelled like Mech-anus, which kind of oh. makes me giggle <laughs> a little bit because I'm a child. Um, <laughs> let's back up a little, a little bit. I actually don't know much about Modrons, actually, aside from they are just, like, they're kind of clockworky, aren't yes, they? Yes, they are. Like, they're very clockworky. Um, I don't, I mean, I can... Yeah, we don't uh, necessarily need to do a, 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 a deep, deep dive, dive, but just, like, a, a briefer on Modrons. Yeah, the, Modrons... Like, they little... Are they constructs? They are, are constructs, they... I do believe. Give me a moment. Yeah, I'm gonna hop over to the owner's manual real quick. Yeah. Um, yes, and as they sort of grow... Oh, I was actually right there. So yes, nice. Mojurons. Um, as they kind of um, develop, they um, sort of take on more um, as it uh, a, a more sides. I don't know. You start down the, yeah, the lowest they, on they the pole like... is the monodrone, which is a big sort of sphere with uh, mechanical arms and legs. Um, and then you get to the duodrone, the tridrone, the quadrone, and the yeah. They gain like they gain like um, geometric sort of quality exactly that, that increases as they as they age. Yes, yeah, so the, but uh, so the those that created the uh, steel predators was a um, a hex drone or a hex. So it would be like so the, it the is highest tier one of, of the highest sort of order. Yes, um, but yes, cool. uh, sort of created them into beings, and they are. In a word, just it, to, to describe them in one word, relentless. Um, yes, they are. Do 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 do. Uh, yes, they are. As this describes, assassins on demand. Um, oh God. Yes. <laughs> like uh, stars. It, it says to create a steel predator. Uh, uh, the the Hextons um, that, that created them. Uh, it has a machine that must be fed to something that um, identifies the predator's target, um, and it uh. co- sort of creates like a. a um, you know, a, a tracking sort of sense. Yeah. You know, like like you would have a dog sniff like an item to get the scent. Exactly. But uh, they will uh, uh, track and kill this target regardless of distance and our obstacles. So it so gains sort they're of they're also in- interplanar assassins. Yes, kind Yikes. of, definitely. 
Um, but yeah, it can be anything such as a lock of hair or a well-worn glove or a much-used weapon. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the moment the newly manufactured steel predator emerges, it bounds away in search of its prey. Uh, it oh, senses God. the location of its target across planar boundaries, but such detection is accurate only to within a, a thousand yards. Um, to close okay. the remaining distance, the steel predator locates its prey by sight and smell. So as so it gets they're not, closer, they're not infallible. But no, but I mean, certainly... within a thousand yards, that's like less than that's like what a uh, 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 three and like a half football fields, something like that. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, that's still real close. And then from there, they just using sight and smell. Um, yes track it over um and then once that happens it ignores any other threat um unless it would prevent it from getting to its target and then just beelines it just tears it to shreds yes uh a descriptor's rogue killers um do 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 yes if everything goes according to plan and it slays its target it then will voluntarily uh return to the person that to the the hexton Uh and um and pretty much volunteer to be broken down to be used again as a interesting. yellow steel predator. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like aware of its own cycle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, it says, but battle damage can cause this instinct to fail, causing the steel predator to linger in the area, hunting and killing other creatures that resemble its target um, or that fit its general ah. description. Um, yes. And it says, such rogues become the most dangerous of the predators. So that's why we were able to, to pick get those so, uh, up. Yes, yeah. is that those rogues that are sort of slightly mm-hmm. damaged. Um, that's why. That's why. That's why Leonardo showed up on our doorstep one day with those three steel predators. Exactly. Um, and as just, yes, and as constructs, they don't need to. They don't need to breathe. They don't need food. They don't mm-hmm. need to drink. They don't need to sleep. They steal. They steal. Well, let me. They've they've stolen my heart. No, never mind. But I yeah. Okay. What 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 did you say? No, no. Let's just move past that terrible joke I made. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and um, not acknowledge it at all. Yes. So yeah, they um are from creation. Um, well, they're they're since they they steal, they're uh immune to any sort of poison or or psychic Naturally. um fighting, but also uh any non magical weapon uh, uh, attacks. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're also immune to. But then they're also resistant to cold, lightning, necrotic, and thunder. So they beefy. And I'm seeing here that they are, like, immune to any sort of uh, thing that would stop their movement. Can't be charmed, can't be exhausted, can't be frightened, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, or stunned. Uh, Blind sight up to 30 feet. Dark dark vision up to 60 feet. Passive perception of 17. Yikes. Yes, um... And it understands Mojron and the language of its owner, but it can't speak. Um, Tell me about that stunning roar. Holy shit. Well, well, we're just working our way down because uh, three times a day um, they can use uh, both Dimension Door and Plane Shift. So they can just travel to any plane that they want. They can just bounce around all they want and then, yes. And then just pass through any sort of danger. Most definitely. On the way to their target. Yes. Um, and then that stunning roar, as you said, um, in a 60 foot cone shape, any creature, um, that, uh, you know, maybe isn't the hardiest. Stuns them. Yes. We'll take, um, a bunch of uh, thunder damage, 
drop everything it's holding and be stunned for a whole minute. God dang. Yes. These things is nasty. For real, though. Alright, so... So, this is not a... Oh, did I mention that it's also a large creature? No. They're also horse size. <laughs> I like how that's just our metric for large now. It's horse size. They're not large. They're horse size. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's sort of the, the quintessential large creature I can think of as a horse. I think so. so. I, I would agree with that. So these are clearly not um, nuclear family of four. Oh, no. Yes. No, 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 no. This is a, hey... I Maybe want someone you... killed. Well, like, hmm. I think I think with enough time, you could kind of wean that violent tendency over centuries out of the steel predator. Like, I think this is I think this is the kind of pet out there that like someone wants like a challenge, you know. Yeah. Yeah, who's like like dogs, you know, and you know, sort of as you get higher, you know, tigers. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, the, that's child's play to them now. Yeah, I think this is a great pet for any sort of long-lived individual, people that will be around for centuries. They are and, steel; they will live for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And you can take the time, put in the effort. Uh, Hopefully you don't die in this process. Most definitely. I never did a physical description. Oh, I suppose not. Yeah, so a yes, a steel predator. I mean, um, it's essentially a big very aggressive metal dog. This would this would have fit fit well into dogs but not. Yeah, but hey, or there's a lot of things that are going to fit that sort of basic dog setup. Yeah. Um, it looks like, you know what it kind of looks like? Yeah. A really twisted Sonic the Hedgehog. Kind of. It's got this you know, very sharp ridge that's sort of um, sort of like draconic ridge down the middle of its back that goes yeah. all the way down to the tip of its tail. It's, or like Sonic's spiky hair. Well, I mean, yeah, but that there's like, you know, it's like a that's like a big mane almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it goes all the way down and like down well, its yeah, back and stuff. Yes. yes, yes Much yes. like this, this Sonic Predator. Yes. It's just a big, dark gray and black metallic uh, chassis, I guess. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yep, yep, man, it's mean looking. On its the spines going down its chassis. Yeah, its chassis. <laughs> but yes, damn. so that is the the steel predator. I want a, you know, you know a... like like when they have like bloodhound sort of racing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, you give it you know, the scent of something and then you have it yeah. set off. I want to see Steel Predator Bloodhound oh Racing. Because oh that would be like like an amazing race style, like <sighs> all over the world, yeah. across the planar verse, just everywhere. You could make and, it like a week long event. They don't need to sleep. So, we'll, what we're going to do is we're going to take Sonic the Predator here. Sonic the, <laughs> Sonic the Steel Predator. Yes, we're gonna take Sonic the Predator, and we're gonna we're gonna train him up for this this uh, this competition that we just invented. Most definitely. And um, now it's out there in the world somewhere because we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, that's how quantum physics works. Most definitely. Don't at me. <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a fun one. These guys oh. are are nutty. Oh dude, yeah, that'd be so cool though. You know, I like I like that idea a lot of, mm-hmm. of just a. 
an interplanar Amazing Race yeah, style definitely. thing. Who will get to the target quicker? It'd be very cool. Um, but yeah, that's Steel Predators. Um, awesome. know, very very um, single, single-minded? single I don't know if that sounds mean. Yes, They're very no. singular in their wants. They got blinders on. and that Yes, and that is to hunt things. So if you're either A, you know, need someone assassinated, mm-hmm. you know, B, looking for that challenge that we talked about earlier, wanting to find something to um, make a friend out of that people have not quite mastered yet, um, or C, I mean, maybe you're a construct who's just looking for a nice, sharp <laughs> metal boy to, to just be friends with. Who knows? Maybe some Warforged out there? Ooh, yeah. Good pull. Yeah, a nice Warforged pet. I have one more goof concerning Steel Predators. Yes, give it to me. And by goof, I mean very good idea. Following along our movie track as well. Cool. Turner and Hooch. Oh, my God. A Steel Predator. (laughs) A Steel Predator and a Warforged would be very good. Yes, it's very good. Turner Prime and Turner Prime <laughs> and uh, still Predator is still called Hooch. Yeah, it is still Hooch. Oh, Turner and that'd be Hooch. very good. <laughs> oh boy! All right, now I gotta see that movie. That's a really good one. We got two good movies. That, that's this. That's the episode. This this episode's yeah. movies. That are just Scooby Doo. Oh God! I think I think Scoob is like a little too rambunctious, jo- to- jovial. Kind of, kind of replace with a steel predator. Yeah, but a steel predator saying "rut row raggy" would be very good. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> Fantastic set, steel predators. Awesome. All right, and now a word from our sponsors. Everybody needs a friend sometimes. Some days that nine to five just drags you down, and you need somebody to help pick you back up. Some days you have to go to the store, but leaving the house by yourself seems next to impossible. Some days you just need someone to listen. And for some folks, animal or monster companionship just isn't the right fit. If you've ever found yourself in a situation like that, then Instant Mister may be right for you. Instant Mister is a compact, inflatable companion that you can keep in a pocket, purse, or backpack until you need a friend. Just pull the seal on the top of your instant mister, and he inflates within seconds into a fully grown, human-sized buddy just for you. Instant mister follows wherever you go, and is durable enough to stand up to water, dirt, and unwanted human contact as you brush by strangers in tight situations. And when you're done, simply say, see you next time, pal, and the magical enchantment safely deflates your instant mister and returns him to a compact size for next time. Need an audience to practice speaking in front of others? Instant mister. Walking home late at night and want someone to help keep you safe? Instant mister. Tired of sleeping alone? Instant mister. Instant mister comes in many design options such as businessman, skater punk, frat guy, single father, guy with acoustic guitar who only knows one song, doctor, woodsman, beer snob, underachiever, and more. Also, check out our celebrity options. You can style your instant mister after famous misters such as Ryan Reynolds, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew Mercer, Andre 3000, Stephen Hawking, John F. Kennedy, and more. 
Call 1-800-PET-SHOP to order your instant mister today. Or you can order online at PetShopCast.com and use the promo code LONELY to get 15% off your order. Instant mister, you've got a friend whenever. So we're about at our halfway point in the episode. I mean, we are. We um, are. We are. And we have, we have something a little special that we're going to throw out there. Uh, we're going to, you know, we take this time with you every two weeks to promote our store, uh, to promote the lovely creatures within, to help play matchmaker to you folks at home, our lovely shoppers and customers, to find some extra companionship or love in your life. We're putting that all aside for the moment. Because now, my friends, we're going on to a little twist on our, our favorite game, which is, of course, Clash of the Creatures! 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 Unlike usually... Unlike usually? Unlike, unlike usual, usually. Unlike usually. Uh, where we would say, this one, what would be the best at doing this? And we'd come up with some task and come mm-hmm. up with the, the best one for that. Right. We just thought it would be a good idea... To just chat about which one would kick the shit out of the other one. <laughs> Could my dad beat up your dad? <laughs> Could my dad beat up your dad? Um, and what the fun part about this uh, right now is uh, Zach and I have both chosen a creature, and we do not know what the other person has chosen. Normally we talk about this in advance to who to champion uh, and have some sort of idea of what the other person has chosen. We have no idea what the other person has chosen right now. Yes, um, and I'm very, very excited about it. Um, I would like to, before we go into descriptions, I would just like to have us, I think we should just share who our champions are. Just a quick, like, like a, a quick byline of who they are. What, are we giving the name or just a, like, a by, like a byline of it? Yeah, just like, like who they are. This is my, this is my elevator pitch of, this is my opening statement. Okay. Okay. Do you want, you want to go first? I will go first. Okay, cool. Wait, one, one second. We we did um, strike Tarask from the possibilities. I will yes. throw that out there. We thought the Tarask was maybe cheating. <laughs> I feel like I have a really good ringer here. Um, Zach Rob? Yeah. Have you ever heard of a place called the Negative Plane? No. The Negative Plane is where all um, just darkness and death and evil energy exists in the world. Oh, no. There are creatures who come from there who are 20 feet tall and are the embodiment of negative energy, the anathema to all living things. Okay. I'm talking about the Nightwalker. That was my first idea. That was the first one I was thinking of. I'm talking about the Nightwalker. The Nightwalker. Talking about a a Nightwalker. Ooh, they're nasty. Mm Mm-hmm. Amazing. So that's who I've got. I've got a Nightwalker for my dad. Okay. I, um, mine, um, come all the way from the inner planes. Um, it is a classic one known throughout all, well, not all, but many, many mythologies. And I am, of course, talking about... The majestic phoenix. Uh, you son of a bitch. Hey, I wanted to put more limits, and you were like, let's just go for it. So I went with the phoenix. The phoenix. The phoenix. Which right. doesn't need too much descriptor. 
Let's it's... do yeah. Let's do let's let's treat this like an episode. Yes, and let's go through and and talk about the qualities of our creatures before yes. we pit them against one another. Before we pit our dads against one another. <laughs> um, I'm in. All right. So Nightwalkers, as I described, they're from the negative plane where uh, all living things just perish. Um, there are people, though, that would try to tap into the negative plane to use that power for their own ends. Uh, and m- most often, when they try to approach the negative plane, they are uh, they are weighed, they are measured, and they are found wanting. Um, those not destroyed outright are sometimes drawn into the plane and replaced by Nightwalkers. Uh, terrifying undead creatures that devour all life that they encounter. They are gigantic. They are 20 feet tall or so. Um, what's interesting is that when a creature when a creature basically enters the negative plane, a nightwalker is released in its place. Oh. Uh, in order for a trapped creature from the negative plane to be rescued, the nightwalker must be lured back to the negative plane with offerings of life. Yikes! To say to rescue a person trapped inside the negative plane. If the Nightwalker is destroyed, that person there is trapped hopelessly. That's awful. Um, yeah. Uh, generally, Nightwalkers are attracted to elements of the world associated with the creatures responsible for its creation. Uh, it does not indicate a willingness to engage with the world. They exist merely to make life extinct and to never serve living things. I like Nightwalkers. Nightwalkers are very... That was my... My first choice was a Nightwalker, but then I changed mm-hmm. my mind. Ooh. Yep. Um, and they, I mean, there, there's a lot of, like, numbers and shit we could talk about, but I'm here for just, like, the narrative. Yeah, man. Oh. So, bring Yeek. bring your bird of life against my monster of death. <laughs> well, what I do... Also, not- Zach, I just want to say our choices reiterate the theory that you that I am darkness and you are light. Yes. We, we are just polar opposites uh, in terms of yin and yang to each other. I love it. Um, now, what I love is that um, the... Sort of forgotten realms uh, have a bit of a darker take on the uh, on the phoenix. A little bit, yeah. That, for sure. This says that uh, and then was it? Do, 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 do. Oh yes, releasing a phoenix from the inner plane creates an explosion of fire that spreads across the sky. An enormous fiery bird forms in the center of the flames and smoke. An elder elemental possessed by a need to burn everything to ash. Hmm. So not so much the the benevolent sort of. Thing as I've heard in other mythologies, but a, yeah. a just big fiery rage monster. Not rage. Yeah. It's very. Uh, it, its alignment are, are typically neutral. They just want us. You know, they are a fiery bird and want to make the world fiery and burny. That 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 tracks. It tracks. Now, who? Uh, as uh, with all mythologies, when a phoenix, if a phoenix, if somehow <laughs> a phoenix. <laughs> Is killed, you know. Me with you know with his resistances from bludgeoning, piercing, and other you know slashing from yeah. non-magical weapons. Say, it's immuni- say maybe a Nightwalker killed. Yeah, it, you know. Yeah, you know. Just, uh, just um, it's immunities to fire, poison, or exhaustion. Grab being grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, yeah, 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 prone, yeah, yeah, restrained, yeah. stunned. If they yeah, somehow yeah, yeah. die, they explode, dealing uh, just a, a whole lot of fire. 
to anything around it. Um, and after that, its body and it leaves behind uh, an egg-shaped uh, a cinder that weighs about five pounds. Anyone who touches this blazing hot cinder of an egg, uh, it deal it is dealt another shit ton of fire damage because okay. the cinder is red hot. Sure. With that being said, the egg cannot be um, is immune to all damage. Um, and after a uh, after a certain number of days, hatches into a brand new phoenix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it uh, though it is a gargantuan creature. It can, um, it, since its form is majorly fire, uh, 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 can fit through a space as narrow as one inch. <laughs> oh, cool. So your phoenix can run away better. Well, that or if your Nightwalker is running and goes through, like, you know, into a building, it can zip through the crack in the wall and appear inside the building, thus burning the building down. Just That's throwing fine. that out there. I didn't That's shit fine. talk yours while you were giving your description. I would appreciate the same courtesy. Well, you're, star- anyway. you're starting the fight. You're starting the fight already in the middle of your descriptor. That's, That's what fair. I'm feeling. This is, this is fair. I mean, I at least, you know, sat down. Um, and Salvo and back. Anyway, um, uh, while flying around, phoenixes don't provoke opportunity attacks. Uh, they shed bright light in a radius of 60 feet and dim light in another 30 feet. That's uh, fine. Yes, they uh, deal double damage to any objects and structures. Okay. And they also have legendary actions. Mm. Okay. So that's the Phoenix. All right. So I'm going to hit you with this. Okay, hit me that with That is going to bust this whole thing wide open. Okay. <clears throat> Nightwalkers yeah. have a feature called Life Eater. Life Eater, yes. A creature resu- reduced to zero hit points from damage dealt by the Nightwalker dies and cannot be revived by any means short of a wish spell. Whoa. Hmm. Now that, I will admit, I'm curious to run that science experiment. Definitely. If a Nightwalker kills a phoenix, what happens? What happens? You picked the perfect creature. I accidentally I picked, say. I think, the perfect creature. That's very cool. Uh, and I think, like, like, I, I've the the Nightwalkers no slouch either. Terribly strong, pretty nimble, all things considered. Can stand up to a lot of punishment. Has resistance to fire damage. Cannot be exhausted, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, restrained. You know, can't yeah. can't really knock him down. Has an annihilating aura, so that anything that ends its uh, ends near the that that flies near the Nightwalker will just have some life sucked away from it, um, and the Nightwalker will be better at hitting it as its life force is being drained away, uh, and can reduce the vitality of a creature that it hits, and can also uh, point a finger within a, cre- at a creature within uh, three hundred feet. It's what finger of doom. Finger of doom. And it must succeed uh, and and overpower it, um, or it will take damage and become frightened and paralyzed. So if your phoenix gets paralyzed, it just drops out of the sky. Well, I mean, I, I can't be paralyzed, though. Never mind. Never I'm mind. immune to that. Now, here's the thing. Fair enough, I'm, fair enough. It, uh, mechanically speaking, if any yes, of those sure. things are um, saving throws, a mm-hmm. phoenix, if it fails a saving uh... throw, can choose to succeed instead. 
All right. Well, I can still wear you down. I think. Granted, that's all. It is only three times a day. It is mm-hmm. only three times a day. But still, I think I think the my Nightwalker could wear you down over yes. time. Granted, it's, if, it's got. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's not the most. I will admit, it's not the most terrible, terribly difficult thing to hit. But it does have nearly three hundred hit points. That's, that's also should I mention this thing I just read? The Nightwalker has a fly speed. <laughs> does it really? <laughs> It's not nearly as much as the Phoenix, I'm sure, but it has a 40-foot fly speed. The 120 <coughs> feet is the Phoenix's fly speed. Yeah, unsurprising. Um, but it ha- with a 40-foot fly speed and a 15-foot reach, that's not that's nothing to sneeze at. And your Phoenix, does your Phoenix have ranged attacks? Do 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 fire talents. I don't. I think it does need to be nearby. However. Anyone that is um, within a certain um, area of it um, during its turn just takes a bunch of fire damage because it's so they have like they have like dueling auras. Yes, because the phoenix has the flames and I've got the necrotic. Yeah. So as as long as they're close to each other, they're just dealing damage to each other. Just dealing damage to each other, and but yeah, I think your phoenix is gonna have to get close. To but r- but to I mean it can Nightwalker. do that because it can swoop in and out mm. very very quickly without provoking mm. those opportunity attacks. So though it has to be close with its 120 foot flight speed, it can cruise out of that aura into the aura and back mm. out pretty quickly. Mm. Interesting. These are this is a pretty good fight. I think the Nightwalker, given the right circumstance, would be able to would be able to try to like basically grapple, and it would take some heat. Don't get me wrong. Immune to uh, immune to grapple. Mm. How does he do it though? Because I guess it's made of fire. It's just made of fire. Yeah. <laughs> How do I win? <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna mechanics this. I think the Nightwalker just holds its action every turn to attack you whenever you come into range. I mean, but, that's fair. Well, but, I mean, but still. But, but as legendary actions, it can also go out of... It doesn't always attack just on its turn. I know. So, yeah. Ooh, this is a real close fight. Yeah. I will say, I... That, that Life Eater quality versus the Phoenix Egg? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know where that would sit. I will say you do have a distinct um, ad- advantage as far as hit points over mine. Mm-hmm. You have a, 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 a significant chunk more hit points. Yeah. It just depends on who can shuck out the, the most The Nightwalker's damage. AC is garbage, though. It's 14. His 18 is the, okay. the, the, the Phoenix. Plus 12 to hit. What is, my, what, what is the, 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 the Phoenix? Plus 13. Okay, okay. Oh yes, it's but uh, let's see. It's beak attack um, deals an extra uh, nice chunk of fire damage. Mm-hmm. Um, Is the it, phoenix resistant to, to necrotic? Do 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 do. No, it is not. Ah, are you resi- are you resistant to fire? I'm resistant to fire though. Ooh, there Ooh. you go. God, it's like I have the. T- this is also a really good like strength versus speed yeah. sort of matchup because the Nightwalker is sturdy, is very strong, and has a lot going for it with the auras and the resistances. But you are fast as fuck, 
So like, if it's like, it's like if the Nightwalker's able to catch the Phoenix, it's game over. Are you resistant or immune to fire? Resistant. Oh, so yes, something I didn't catch. If it hits you with a beak, um, you uh, you ignite. Um, mm. And until you take your action to douse that fire, it continues to deal fire damage to you. Okay. So I once I, st- I think you could stand up to that. Yeah. No, it's just you'd have to take a lot of your actions to put that out, or continue uh-huh. to sit there and burn. Interesting. Passively, over rounds. This, this is a really good fight. This is a good matchup. It's a good matchup. What are the oh, chances man. that you and I could do a stream <laughs> where we just play these creatures against each other? That's not a terrible idea. We just do an actual fight that we is the Clash of the Creatures. We just do a fight, a cla- uh, an actual Clash of the Creatures. God, that'd be really funny. Okay, well, um, I don't know if this audio is going to stay in or not, this little bit of discussion. Yeah. But keep, if it does, keep an eye on our Twitter account, at PetShopCast, yes. to uh, be, be alerted to that. Uh, wherever that ends up landing, if we if we decide to do that, because that that we might actually have to settle this one on the field, dude. It would be really cool. I think that'd be really fun. But if not, I believe this should be our "Would You Rather." Yes. Uh, no. No. Our, uh, our e- poll either way. Either mm. way. Throw that up there. Yes. Yeah. So um, check out our our uh, Twitter account at Pet Shop Cast to see who to to place your votes. Who would win in a fight? A Nightwalker versus a Phoenix? Griffin Phoenix, Stab baby. or Zach Stab? Um, <laughs> Um, I, if we can um, get like the the stat blocks and put them like, uh, yeah, yeah, tweet yeah, them, like right before or after, just so that mm-hmm. those are there. Stat blocks attached for sure. Yeah, stat blocks attached, so All you right. can make your uh, educated decision. Yes, but let's do a let's do a quick closing statements. I think on this, yeah, um, talking and I want like like just like in terms of the the spirit of it. Fuck the numbers. Fuck yes. the status conditions and whatnot. Here's where I think the Nightwalker, in the end, regardless of its own fate, wins. Just because it is destroyed by a phoenix, there's still some poor soul that is trapped in the negative plane forever now. <laughs> this is what I... Uh, here, here's mine. It is a Pyrrhic victory, regardless of the Nightwalker's fate. But it is there, and it is going to. It's little. It's, this is a little known fact. Nightwalker's favorite pastime is ripping flaming birds out of the sky and stomping them into the dirt. There we go. Um, I will say that a, a phoenix's um, singular goal to burn everything to the ground sort of makes that that silent victory that the death what the Deathwalker it's a death Nightwalker Walker. the Nightwalker gets from even if it loses. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of null, null and void because yeah, it would destroy that person word on this plane anyway. <laughs> so oh, there it is, a singular, uh, a single-minded, very quick, very destructive creature. It's a cool that's coming for your Nightwalker ass. All right. Um. <laughs> All right. So gray renders, steel predators, and a duel to the death. Between a Nightwalker and a Phoenix. Now, granted, I don't have access to. We don't have access to Phoenix. To Fe- Phoenix Eye? Phoenixes? To Phoenixes? Or Nightwalkers. Oh, this no. We don't sell these things. God purely no. us, hypothetically, t- you know, doing a grudge match against each other. We've had, we've had a slow day at work, and this is just what we're shit talking about. Yes. So here so, we are. Thank you um, all for beautiful. joining us uh, on this lovely adventure. Uh, you can check us out every two weeks where we'll be here. 
promoting our lovely small business on the floating rock above Bemidji, Minnesota. Here we are. Yes, beautiful. So, um, again, thank you for uh, stopping in and uh, shopping with us today. I've been Zach. I have been Griffin. And just remember, everybody, at the end of the day... It's all about love, baby. It's all about love, even if you're a Nightwalker or a Phoenix. Yeah, or Phoenixes Phoenix. are probably capable of love. This, it's yes, you know, if you look yes. at the Harry Potter model. Anyway, bye. Don't love a Nightwalker. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, one and all, for listening to episode 18 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider subscribing or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. You can follow along with us at Pet Shop Cast on Twitter or PetShopCast.com. If you want more from us, you can check out our sister show, Another Path, a theatrical D&D actual play podcast at Another Path Pod on Twitter or at AnotherPathPodcast.com. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Tuttle underscore Trouble on Twitter. We also want to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads that you sometimes hear on the show. You can find her at Rin underscore Moran on Twitter. That's going to be all this week, but we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. We love just each and every one of you, and we hope you have a great time wherever you are. Bye for now.